Mine here Baptist Church Sermon Podcast for Sunday the 24th of December 2023. Hello and welcome, thank you once again for joining me. My name's James and I'm the web guy here at NBC. This week, as it was Christmas Eve, we had Christmas family all-age worship. And it was all about the donkey. The reading is Luke chapter 2 verses 1 to 20. And we'll go and join Paul as he's introducing the service with some notices. Secondly, we have a woot. Well done. Secondly... <laughs> Um, just to remind you, tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock, we have a Christmas Day celebration. They're really, really, they're normally really good fun. Um, and I invite you to come along and have, have a shortened service, about 50 minutes, 55 minutes, just reminding ourselves that we're celebrating the birth of the King. Following that, we have a Christmas Day meal here. If you're booked in, we'd love to see you. Please stay after the service. If you're coming to the service, we'd love to see you and share some fellowship with you. Um, and uh, we'll have some fun as we get ready for sharing a meal together. And just to let the church know, this is probably the most successful Christmas Day meal we've ever done in terms of numbers. So there will be, I think, about 54 people sitting down for lunch. So uh, thank you for all those who have agreed to help. And if you were, I have agreed to help, and you didn't know you were, there were 54, um, please feel free to join me later for, for peeling some spuds. Um, parsnips you you get the drift and then on Sunday the 31st at 10 o'clock in the morning we're going to have our leftover Christmas service it's not quite New Year when it's New Year's Eve but it's a leftover Christmas service where we'll be able to simply have a lot of those things that we haven't been able to do across the Advent and Christmas period There are two or three uh, other announcements for today. Firstly to say that during the morning, if you're someone that's younger, you're going to be invited to come up and help me and Lorraine. If you are, if your mum and dad do say you can come up and help, you may and probably will be on camera. So that will go out later as our YouTube service for today. So just to remind you of that fact. The donkeys are back. Has everyone seen our amazing herd of donkeys? They've been in the shop windows all, all 40. Oh, we, had, we just sent out 50. We've only got 48 back. That's because two of the donkeys have gone to shops. It says closed until, fe- until February. Um, <laughs> so our presence will be felt for another couple of months yet. Thank you to everybody that knitted them, took them around. And brought them back. And just to let you know, we also have had, uh, we tried this last year, we had sort of half a dozen uh, responses. This year we've had like 20 plus. So thank you for all the ladies that did that. The children, I have some amazing messages from people saying how the children really loved finding out all about the donkeys. So thank you. Then just to say, and this is one of my favourite, must be one of my favourite notices ever here. Okay, because I just want to thank Grace. Hi Grace. Because Grace has come today to play the drums. Thank you, Grace. Grace, that's to make you feel welcome and let you know I love a drummer. Thank you. And lastly but not leastly, someone's already had an early Christmas present among us. This is from Richard. Just to let you know, Richard has been uh, asked to go and preach with a view. That's to becoming the minister of South Oki Baptist Church near Watford on the 21st of January. So please hold Richard in your prayers. The visits he's had there have gone well. And this is the time when they come together and say, we feel the Lord is the Lord. Wonderful, really. To be able to acknowledge that our brother, his ministry is going where God wants it to go. We're going to start our worship this morning by lighting our Advent candles. Margaret's going to come and do that for us. We're going to remind ourselves what the four candles are as we pray. Let's pray. Father, we light a candle for hope. Hope. That in this hopeless world, he who is hope itself may shine and the hope of the world may be restored. We light a candle for peace. That in a world where peace is so needed, that the Prince of Peace may may bring peace to the whole world. We light a candle for joy. Lord, there is so much in this world that makes us sad and sorrowful that we light a candle for the one who, in the midst of our sorrow, is joy itself. And we light a candle for love. 
On this Christmas Eve, we remember that God's love was poured out in the birth of a saviour. And God's love brought us hope. We will one day share eternity with the one this Advent ring reminds us of. Lord, bless all we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, Lorraine, I believe it all started in a bit of a squalid kind of stable, didn't it? Have I got that right? And we're going to remind ourselves of that now. Please be seated. Wise men, angels, stables, oxen, Bethlehem. Well, it's all about that, I suppose. But you know, really, when it gets down to it, this nativity story is all about one thing and one thing only. Did you know that? It's all about the donkey. It is, it's all about the donkey. And my friend Paul, I think, Paul, we're going to sort of explore that a little now, I think, aren't we? (laughs) Well, hello, everybody. Has anyone seen George? He's my donkey. No? Well, maybe you can help me find him. On three, can you all call George? Okay, ready? One, two, three. George! Oh, that was hopeless. I was absolutely hopeless. Let's try again. One, two, three. George! Well, I don't know where he is. I can't find him anywhere. Right, let's have a look. Boo! Where'd that come from? Let me jump. Down there somewhere. Oh. Oh. You made me jump. Oh, that was funny. This is my friend George. He's going to help me tell you the story of the very first Christmas. Oh, I like that story. I have my very first Christmas. When I was just a little donkey, I got a carrot for Christmas. I'm not talking about your first Christmas. I'm talking about the very first Christmas when Jesus was born. Oh, I like that story. Can I tell it? You can help me act it out. You can be my sheepdog and I'll be a shepherd. Oh, so I'm a sheepdog. And you're a German shepherd dog. No, I'm not a German shepherd dog. I'm a shepherd. I take care of the sheep. So what do I do? You have to round up the sheep. Why? Are they square? No. You have to keep them from running away. Oh, I can do that. I just bark. If they get away, woo-hoo. Good. Pretend it's dark outside. Who said that? I did. Oh. Oh. I couldn't hear you. It's too dark. (laughs) Suddenly, there's a bright light in the sky. I know what it is. What? It's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. It's not Rudolph. Look, it's got wings. It must be an aeroplane. It's not an aeroplane. They didn't have aeroplanes in those days. It's an angel. The angel's saying something. He's saying, don't be afraid. I bring you good news. Ah, I know that part. I bring you good news. 
Let there be pizza on earth. No, not pizza. It's peace. Look at all the angels. The sky is full of them. He says we should go to Bethlehem and look for a child. Did the kid run away? No, he can't run. Did he walk away? No, he can't even walk yet. He must have crawled away. No, he's just a newborn baby. How did they lose him? They didn't lose him. Then why do we have to look for him? This is a very special baby. This is the son of God. Wow. We're going to worship the baby. His name is Jesus. Let's go. I'll round up the square sheep. Now the sheep are in their pen and the night watchman can take care of them. But who's going to take care of us? From now on, Jesus will. That's the good news. Well, well, thank you, Paul, and thank you, George. It's not often that you see a man, fully grown man, in a, t- in a tito on his head and a dressing gown on, is it? Brilliant, thank you. I ought to say, um, there have been some very strange noises coming from the bar. <laughs> really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not sure what to say. <laughs> Except, I guess, to say this. Uh, It's all about the donkey. See, see, the truth is, it's all about the donkey. And we sing a carol this time of year that reminds us of that reality, that it is all about this little donkey. Now, you're all going to know the words, uh, and uh, I think young and old alike, but let's worship together as a church family as we sing Little Donkey. to lead us in a time of prayer. We ponder, Lord, the reality that you were inside the womb of Mary on the journey to Bethlehem. The God of the universe who breathed everything into life. The God who it says in Hebrews holds everything by the power of his hand. The God that was there at creation who breathed everything into existence. The God who knows everything. The God who sees everything, who loves, who is all-powerful and all-wise and all-perfect, in his perfect wisdom, chose to descend and become a baby in the womb of a lady traveling through the night to Bethlehem. It's mysterious, Lord. It's peculiar. It's strange. Don't let it, Lord, we ask that you wouldn't let it become something that's too familiar in our hearts. May we not lose, some, lose the sense of wonder of this profound mystery of the God as a baby. And Lord, we, we lift up all those who, like Mary on that, on that journey before Christmas, we lift up all those who may be feeling vulnerable on Christmas Eve. We lift up all those here in Minehead who are perhaps feeling lonely or exhausted or stressed or frustrated, hopeless, scared, cold, betrayed, let down. And Lord Jesus, we ask that you would give them hope. 
as Mary was filled with hope and Joseph was filled with hope on the eve of Christmas. Lord, for all those who are who feel left behind, who feel isolated, we ask that you would meet them just as profoundly and as tangibly as you met Mary and Joseph on Christmas. Just as the shepherds and the wise men and all those who who visited Jesus, just as they experienced something of the glory and the wonder of God, we ask that for all those struggling in Minehead this Christmas, that you would meet them and they would experience something of you this Christmas. We pray for all those who are coming for Christmas lunch tomorrow. We pray for all those who are coming to the evening service tonight and the Christmas service tomorrow morning. Lord, we ask that for those and for all the other things going on in other parts of your church in Minehead, would, would people experience the presence of God when they walk into church? Would they experience something of the love and the physical presence of God this Christmas? Lord Jesus, we also think of those around the world who are experiencing hopelessness because of war, because of famine. Lord, we, we, are, we pray for your spirit to be comforting and providing for all of them. And Lord, we pray for your church in, in these places, in these war-torn countries. Of all the countries that we think of, that we see on the news, and all those that have been forgotten by the news that are still happening right now. Lord Jesus, we ask that you would shine in those places by the power of the Holy Spirit. And that you transform lives, transform communities. So that all would love Jesus. And all would love the Lord their God with their heart, mind, soul and strength and love their neighbour as themselves. We pray you would strengthen the church in all these places. So that for those in these war-torn countries, in these places with famine, economic uncertainty, political instability, in all these places, would you work through the church so that even in those places they can experience something of Christmas over these next few days. We thank you that you are a good God. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you. We thank you a thousand times over. And we just pray that in all the places that we've, we've and all the people and all these people that we've lifted up in our hearts, that you would meet them this Christmas so that your kingdom may come and your will may be done on earth as it is in heaven. We ask all these things in your mighty, wonderful, precious name. Amen. It's all about the donkey. Is it all about the donkey?
wonder how we can find out. What could we do? Well, I know what we would normally do. We, we, kind of, we could ask an expert, couldn't we? We could find an expert and ask them, is it all about the donkey? That's what we'll do. We'll find an expert. We'll find an expert, perhaps the donkey that was there the very first Christmas. Ask him what he saw. See if it truly is all about him. Sorry, was that my cue? Cut. Yeah, it was tough. 70 miles on the road, but I'm up to it. That's why they call it donkey work, you know? I meant for the baby. How do you think this has all been for the baby? The baby? Yes, you know, the baby. Oh, you mean the new guy? Yeah, he seems fine. Guess you could say he was in a stable condition. Huh? Seriously? Oh. Mm-hmm. This is where it all happened. The real deal. For the weary traveller on a budget, there is no better lodgings in Judea. We got a five-star rating on Barn Advisor. <laughs> oh, they couldn't have chosen a more perfect place to have their delightful little baby. Don't flatter yourself, friend. They're only here at all because there were... Limited opportunities for lodging at my fine establishment. Whatever. After this, we're going to be the talk of the town. I don't mean to gloat, but if I... I'm the goat. (laughs) She said gloat. Yeah, goat. Gloat. 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 <sighs> Selfie? Look at that lot with their blooming selfies, mugging for the camera. So often. It's always the fluffy animals get all the attention, you know. We keep this place free of insects day and night, but will we make it into the nativity sets? I don't think so. Nah, don't think so either, though. This massive light, right? And then there's this sound like, like, and then the shepherds, yeah, they were freaking out, and then, yeah, and then, and then there was this singing, like, oh, and, and oh, here we go again. Yeah, well, he's just annoyed because he's let through it. I'm not sure why we're bothering, to be honest. I mean, Bethlehem. I've never heard of the police. But you know how it is. There's no arguing with a bunch of excitable magi. Oh, here we are. Following the star. Any idea what they're expecting to find there? The shower, hopefully. Well, whatever it is, it better be good. Okay, so maybe we could do a montage with all the training I did for the journey. I could do some push-ups and shadow boxing and stuff. It's quite impressive. The thing is, Donkey, this is really more a film about the baby, you know? <sighs> okay, okay, I'm sorry. Look, I... I mean, all of us, we, we don't know what to make of any of this, you know? It's, well, it's human stuff. It's confusing. They're weird. But you know what? I may not be able to talk human, but I can read them. I've got an instinct. I just get this feeling. Yes? That they're really proud of their donkey. Cart. I'm the goat. (laughs) Well, is it still all about the donkey? I don't know. I'm confused. I don't think it's all about the donkey, do you? I think it might be about something else entirely. He seemed quite full of himself, didn't he, really? I don't think it's about the goat or the camel or even the gecko or the spider. But it does seem to me to be all about the baby. 
somehow, way, shape or form, that seems to be true. And I guess if it's all about the baby, then all of us this morning have this amazing reason to be joyful. You don't look joyful. (laughs) Have we got a reason to be joyful? Hallelujah. Let's sing Chris Tomlin's amazing new version of joy to the world. joy fill our hearts this Christmas we pray and may the joy of the world burst through and the world know the Saviour's joy in Jesus name we pray Amen please be seated Luke chapter 2 in those days Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to his own town to be registered. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. We're going to go no further with that this morning, because that's an interesting question, isn't it? The donkey does play a part. It must play a big part because obviously they must have got there somehow. What do you like about Christmas? What's your favourite thing? (laughs) Food? Okay. Anybody else like anything else about Christmas? Is it all about the food? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Sorry? Family time. What else? Presents. Yeah, I thought you guys would mention that. Well done, you. Presents. What else? What else do you do at Christmas? What might you like? Does anyone have a family like mine that kind of argue sometimes after Christmas Day when we're all together? Anyone want to guess why we might argue after the Christmas dinner when we're all sat around? Sorry? Monopoly. Well done, Ollie. Games. Yeah. Did you know that donkeys... Favourite part of Christmas is the games. Did you know that? And I can prove it. Because I know what a donkey's favourite game is on Christmas Day. Anyone want to guess? Pin the tail on the donkey. Absolutely right. Yeah, here we go. (laughs) Okay. And just to let you know, in these conscious days, we can no longer use pins. So we have to use blue tack. (laughs) But apart from that... I'd like, if it's possible, a couple of you to come up and play Pin the Tail on the Donkey with me. Who'd like to help? Jamie, come on up then. Remy, come on up then, Remy. Okay, between the two of you, what you've got to decide while I go and get something is who's going first and who's going second. All right, you decide. So who's going first? Jamie, now, Jamie, the rules are, I'm going to ask Lorraine if you come and give me a hand because I'm never good with these things. What are the rules of pin the tail on the donkey? Do you know the game? Yeah. What are the rules then, my friend? What? Well, I'll tell you. So I'll try and tell you. Will that be all right? Okay, here's, here's the rules then. The rules are that you have to be blindfolded and we spin you around three times over where Sarah is, somewhere like there. Okay, Sarah, do, if you do that for me, that'd be brilliant. And then what can happen is, with direction, you're going to try and find that board and pin the tail where you think the donkey's tail should go. All right? So, for example, if you think that the donkey's tail should go out of his ear, then you're going to pin it up there. Got that? 
without seeing and by following instructions. Is that okay? So, Remy, if you come and stand over here for me, Remy. Jamie, you're over there. But, of course, you're going to do it blindfold. So, I brought my scarf. <laughs> come on, you seagulls. <laughs> with me, okay? Come on. <laughs> okay, now, Ren's going to blindfold him. What sort of party games do you play on Monopoly, obviously, in, in your household? I bet mum wins, or cheats, or both, right? Okay. <laughs> She's the banker. Yeah, I bet mum wins, or cheats. <laughs> what other games do you play on Christmas? Can you see, Jamie? Can you see? Now, be very quiet. You know, I've always thought it would be really good here when we do this in churches, if very quietly we all just stood up and left. <laughs> but of course, that, I know, I know. <laughs> okay, Jamie. Now, here's the deal, okay? I think Jamie needs an awful lot of help to pin the tail on the donkey. So, from where you are, Jamie's brothers included, from where you are, I want you to do something that I know you're really good at. I want you to shout out, okay? Hold on, Lorraine. I want you to shout out. The instructions of where Jamie's got to go. So, forward, backward, left, up, down, right, whatever. All right? I'm going to spin him around three times, and then everybody, and I mean everybody, adults include you. In the naughty corner, I want you shouting. Okay? Everybody over there, I want you shouting. Jamie, they're all going to go, look, Jamie, don't look. Here we go, I'm going to spin you around three times. Ready? One. Two, three. Off you go, everybody shout instructions, left, right, backwards. Come on, Jack, go back, back, right, left. Come on, shout, shout with me. Come on, everybody. Left, right, right, left, left, right. Left, 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 right, right, left, right. Backwards, forwards, up, down. Up and down, left, right, forwards. No, left, 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 right. No, left, 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 left. <laughs> okay, quiet. Jamie, would you like to see how well you've done? To be fair to Jamie, he did really well, didn't he? Because we're all shouting his crashes. Thank you, Jamie. Sit down there. Remy, we're going to do the same, okay? We're going to blindfold you. We're going to see how you do this time. However, dear church, there is going to be one slight change. This time, you're going to keep quiet. Absolutely silent. And all you're going to do, Remy, is listen to my voice. Okay, that's all you're going to do. You're just going to listen to what I tell you to do. Welcome to my world. <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks for sharing, Lorraine. And just to show you, okay, because he now knows where the board is, doesn't he? Oh, we'll make it a bit harder as well. No, no, I wouldn't. Why don't you just lay it down, dear? No, that's it. Okay. So you can all see what we've done to make it a bit harder, a bit tougher. Okay, Remy, Sarah's going to spin you around. One, two, three. Remy, just listen to my voice. Turn right. You have a right. (laughs) That's it. Walk forward. Keep walking forward. Keep walking forward. Stop. Turn to your left. A little bit more to your right. A little bit, tiny bit. That's it. Walk forward. Walk forward. Stop. Turn to your left. Walk forward. Stop. Turn to your right. Not a little bit left. 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 Stop. Walk forward. Put your hand up. No. Go. Turn left. Keep going. Left a bit more. Left a bit more. Left a bit more. Keep turning left. Now, that's it. Now put your hand up. Left. 
Left, stop. Little, little bits. Left, up. Put your, uh, no, right. Little bit. Stop. Now put it forward. Keep going. Keep going. Oh, well, never mind. We nearly got there, didn't we? Well done. Well done, Remy. See, the truth is, this Christmas, we can listen to voices like the donkeys telling us that he's right, that it's all about him. We can listen to everybody else and be very confused. This this message is really simple. All we've got to do, bless you, Jamie and Remy, all we've got to do is listen to one voice. Now, I am not the voice you should listen to. But Jesus is. And that's a very simple way, and mum, she says, that's a, very sim- that's a very simple way of just showing you. All of us, adult and children alike, with all the noise that's buzzing around this Christmas, stop, listen to Jesus. Amen. Now, Lorraine, we've got some stuff there, haven't we? Well, a workman always needs his treats, so there you go. Choose what you want, one of each, if you want, or if you want to, one of those, one of those, one of those, one of those, one of those. Thanks very much, give them a round of applause, guys. Now Lorraine is going to take, I think, our younger ones, our most youngest ones, our youngsters, with her for ten minutes with Tommy, yeah? You've got ten minutes to do something. If you're young and you want to go out, please feel free. Not that young, Debbie. <laughs> no, that is, you're too young. Bless them. They're amazing, aren't they? We should never forget that. Um, I, really don't, I really hope you don't get woken up at three tomorrow morning, but even if you do, they're a real pleasure and a real treasure. It's all about the donkey, isn't it? Now, I've got to confess to you, okay, I do like donkeys, and this is actually what happened before I say this. Um, I, I love donkeys so much that when I was, during my time as a pastor, um, I was involved in an ecumenical group, and the ecumenical group came up with a really good idea. It was Palm Sunday, and we all know donkeys are associated with Palm Sunday. So what we would do is we would get a donkey, and as churches we would gather together, process through the town, passing everybody's church, waving palms. The town was used to processions. There are several processions a year. There was jazz processions and all sorts of stuff. We thought, actually, what a great way of showing witness. The idea seemed to gain, gain some ground, actually. So much so that I can't remember whom, it may have been me, uh, suggested at a meeting that we should do more than that. We should worship together true. But actually, how much more powerful a witness would it be if we could persuade this donkey not only to pass each church, but walk through it? Okay, so this is now, we're going to take the donkey, walk through the church. I, was, I thought it was a genius idea. It was the look of horror on the cleaner's face <laughs> when I suddenly realised that the church was carpeted. <laughs> that perhaps meant we didn't do it. It taught, what it taught me, though, was invaluable. I got to speak a couple of times to the owner of these donkeys, and there were donkeys, and what he said was that each donkey had its own kind of character. There were some that you would not want near your church because they would inevitably leave their own deposit. Each donkey had a character, and I never realised that before, did you? I just thought donkeys were donkeys were donkeys. But according to this chapter that owned them, they had character. 
And so, incidentally, of all of our knitted donkeys, if you look afterwards, you'll discover there are some very strange shaped ones, and there are definitely some strangely coloured ones. Each donkey had a character. Well, let me show you what I mean. Let's think of another famous donkey. Everybody know who Eeyore is? Winnie the Pooh, okay. That, that sort of sad, droop-eared character. And in case you wonder why he's sad, if you wondered in the stories, it's because he's lost his tail. Oh, come on. It's because he's lost, lost it. It's Christmas, people. It's because he's lost his tail. Thank you very much. Bless you. And he's resigned himself to the idea of going through life without his tail until someone finds it and pins it back on him. And even when someone finds it in the stories and pins it back on him, he sort of accepts it and gives thanks with a kind of sort of, oh well, tone in his voice. Did you know you can be an Eeyore Christian who takes that approach to life? Do me a favour, if you ever run into an Eeyore Christian who does take that approach to the circumstances of life, please, actually, go and find out why. Speak to them. Help them find their tail, if you will. But don't applaud them. Because being Eeyore is not a response to the trials and the trials that a Christian faces. Even in the face of persecution, we're called to be a people of joy. Christ-centred joy. Because if we're not careful, being Eeyore shows. Or maybe we can think of another famous donkey. Everyone's seen Shrek. (laughs) Everyone's seen Shrek 2. Okay, and in case you're wondering online what on earth I'm talking about, Shrek's an ogre, and he's married to a princess called Fiona. And uh, the reality is, uh, there is uh, what we can call a very faithful but perhaps obnoxious donkey in this. And the donkey is brilliantly called, named Donkey. I mean, how much did Disney pay? Anyway, (laughs) you got the drift. It's not, it might not be Disney, that's true. But DreamWorks, thank you, pay. Donkey. And, and then they've got married, and what's happening here is that they're on their way to see her parents for the very first time. And, and Shrek's really worried about it. He's going to far, far away. And it's quite a journey, and they slowly make their way there, drawn in, in this horse-drawn kind of carriage and wagon. And as they're going, the donkey starts to ask the question that every single parent has heard. Are we there yet? Every parent, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? But the donkey doesn't just do it once, he does it every ten seconds. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? To the point whereby there's absolute frustration in Shrek and Fiona... And they finally jointly turn round and shout at him, shut up. And that causes him to be quiet for ten seconds. And then he starts to do this. (laughs) Remember the film? (laughs) Yep, thank you. He makes irritating sounds. I think that, that same question, are we there yet? is being asked by a great deal of many believers who look at current events and the return of Christ. That's the reality of where we are, friends. But Jesus, in Luke 21.36, tells us, be ready at all times. So maybe if we are a donkey, like donkey, the more important question for us to ask, rather than are we there yet, is implied in the command, be ready at all times. And that is to ask the question, are we ready? And are you ready? For the donkey in the nativity story, let's be honest, it was an ordinary day. If donkeys could talk, and trust me, they can't. I do apologise for suggesting earlier on they might be able to. This, oh, except Balaam's, of course. But this donkey might have said it was a day like any other. But then, all of a sudden, the ordinary becomes the extraordinary Loaded for a journey and a young woman sitting on his back because she couldn't walk. In the midst of the ordinary, in our day-to-day lives, Christmas Eve 2023, God breaks through. Did you know he can do that today? 
In a recent book, in his recent book, Charles Tucker decided that with all the hustle and bustle, it would be good if he could remember why Christmas was a good idea. And he made a list. It's a relatively short list. I'm not sure why he chose what he chose, but I'm going to share it with you. Because he said that without Christmas, the dried fruit market would completely collapse. Boring, uneventful lives would have no stress at all. Santa would be a large man with just no fashion sense. The three words that no one would ever hear is, your Christmas bonus. Bluntly, you'd have to spend your own money on buying stuff that doesn't fit you. The cat wouldn't know the joy of coughing up tinsel. And his number one reason, these are in order, how he got them, I don't know. His number one reason without Christmas is there wouldn't be Easter. And of course the rest is superfluous, that being his argument really. Without Christmas, there couldn't be Easter. In one sense, as the donkey plods on, and let's imagine it's donkey, towards Bethlehem, there are parts, there are part of the event that will lead to life, sorry, that will lead inevitably to the cross, through the life, death, and beyond that, to the grave of Jesus Christ. But praise be, friends, the story doesn't end there, because beyond the grave is resurrection. The journey they're making, this pregnant girl, Joseph, a donkey, is all about Easter. And I'm sorry if this shatters illusions, but as Joseph and his heavenly pregnant wife to be Mary travelled to Bethlehem, I promise you there wasn't a choir of angels singing Little Donkey. There was no children by the side repeating the refrain. A donkey with a load, a beast of burden, used to his lot. Getting to wherever he was going wouldn't be easy. Days of travel, hot, dusty roads. Nights trying to avoid bandits that waited to take advantage of weary travellers. And then if the master was cruel, there could be pain. One thing's for sure, the donkey was not in control and getting to Bethlehem would be hard. This Christmas, for many, just like the donkey, getting to Bethlehem is difficult, not physically, I mean. But rather, it can be difficult for us to understand and accept fully that the nativity is real. That Jesus was born a baby, lived a life, died cruelly, was raised from the dead with power, and will one day come again in majesty. In the gospel accounts of the birth of Jesus, there is no donkey mentioned. There probably was a donkey, and if there was, surely it would be the gentlemanly thing to do to let Mary ride the beast. But not only gentlemanly, but also practical. Because if he came across those bandits... A pregnant woman can't run fast. Or not as fast as Joseph would have been able to do anyway. If you had one donkey between the two of you, the practical solution is to let Mary ride. So maybe that's where we get the picture, that well-loved picture of this couple on the way to Bethlehem. But bluntly, scripture doesn't say, but there again, it doesn't say they weren't donkeys either. So you could have Mary and Joseph riding donkeys. No one knows. Of course, it's nonsense to say it's all about the donkey. Because in one sense, it doesn't matter. Because what matters is the journey to Bethlehem, fulfilling the prophecy of Micah. But you, Bethlehem, though you are small among the clans of of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel. The census was being taken, everyone went to their town to register, and Joseph went to Bethlehem because that's where he was descended from. And Bethlehem was David's town. This Christmas, we know some people are travelling. The news reports, the news are full of reports of people travelling all over the place. My own son was interviewed by the BBC. It's a really strange thing that you tell on the news and find your own relative on the news. But he was interviewed by the BBC because he was a travelling Eurostar on the day of the strike. Back to Belgium with his wife for Christmas. Got through customs, got on the train and went no further. And the BBC interviewed him and he went, well, we'd have to find an alternative way of getting home. And so they did. Roads full of people 
guest houses crammed. I wonder if December or the last week, or perhaps for some of us the whole of this year, has been hustle and bustle. A bit like that. Running to kind of chase our own tail. Hours driving between appointments or going to here, there and everywhere. Shopping, cooking, cleaning, decorating, wrapping. Incidentally, is anybody like me and still has all their presents to wrap? Thank the Lord it's not just me then. I'm not sure when I'm going to do that, but we'll work it out. And the reality is we've got the hustle and bustle of getting ready, haven't we? And the birth of Jesus happened in this smelly old cow shed in the midst of hustle and bustle. But it needed to. So that you and I may know that Jesus Christ comes in the midst of the hustle and bustle of our life and his good news. In normality, Jesus came. But in the hustle and bustle of normality, that's true, he was there also. And throughout his ministry, people come to Jesus and they ask him questions that might not be at the right time for him, might not suit him, but the reality is it's the hustle and bustle of their life that brings them. Nicodemus asked Jesus about being born again in John 3, verse 3. And in John 3, Jesus reminds him that spiritual birth is required in order for us to enter the kingdom of God. It's the reason why we sing the words in our little town of Bethlehem. O holy child of Bethlehem, cast out our sin and enter in. Be born in us today. So my prayer, really simply, and hopefully I've given them enough time to do what they're going to do, is whatever the hustle and bustle of your life, Jesus will be born in you today. The question is, not is Jesus ready, the question is, will you ask him in? The question is, is there room in, his heart, in your heart for him? The question is, is there room in your life for him? I remember that day well, when I simply went, if you're real, Lord, come. And you know what happened? Nothing. But I also remember the week or two afterwards, when my life changed from being one going down a path of destruction to being one of grace. That's what's on offer this morning. Jesus Christ really is good news for the world. For ordinary people sitting, doing their, going about their own business. For you, as you sit there and you wonder, it's a brilliant sermon. No, no, you're thinking, actually the shop's still open. Can I get what I've missed? Whatever you're thinking this morning, Jesus is good news. And if you're not careful, you can miss it. Say what I mean, and then I hope and pray they'll be back. In December 1903, after many attempts, the Wright brothers finally flew. Their machine left the ground. They were thrilled. And so they telegraphed the message to their sister Catherine. This is what they said. We've actually flown 120 feet. We'll be home for Christmas. Now, if you're thinking, what's a telegraph, if you're that young, it's a bit like an ancient text. And the sister decided this was news the world wanted to hear. So she rushed round to the local, sorry, the local newspaper's editor. And she presented him with his telegraph. She said, you have to tell the world. And this man at that point, imagine this. This editor of this small town um, newspaper could tell the world people had flown. Awesome. His life would change forever. So he picks up the telegraph that she's lovingly placed in his his hands and he reads it. And this is his response. How nice. The boys will be home for Christmas. He totally missed the good news and his opportunity. He could have told the world. But history tells us it went to someone else. The good news is Jesus Christ is here for you. Come and meet him. Let's not miss out on the big news. Let's not be Eeyore or Shrek or indeed the donkey plodding towards Bethlehem. Let's come and meet the risen Lord. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you. We thank you that you are awesome, God.
And that your son came in humility to a couple in a stable in Bethlehem. So that in humility he might demonstrate to the world the good news that God so loved the world. Thank you. That in the midst of that, Lord, it's good news for us. Because he gave his son, our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. In this moment, help that good news to be ours, Lord. To ponder it for ourselves. I invite you in the choir, maybe for the hundredth, thousandth, hundredth, thousandth time. Or maybe just for the first time. To use those words, O holy child of Bethlehem, cast out my sin and enter in, be born in me today, as your prayer. Father God, thank you. Thank you that you are and that our Lord Jesus came and that one day he'll come again. Saviour of the world, Redeemer, King. In this moment, draw us close, we pray, and may we be drawn close to you. In Jesus' name, Amen. Friends, sometimes it's lovely to do something. It's Christmas is coming. So there's two things to say to you. The first is, when we share tea and coffee in a short while, the youngsters are going to come back in a mo and show us what they've been up to. When we share tea and coffee in a short mo, um, then I'm going to invite you not just to have tea and coffee, but actually with me and Tommy and Lorraine to have cake. Homemade cake, actually. Well, not all homemade, <laughs> but, but you get my drift. Come and share cake with us, and we'll share some Christmas Eve cheer. Um, as part of this, as part of that sense of sharing cheer with each other, um, I just want you to, if you could turn to the person next to you, say hello if you don't know them, share the peace with them, and just be today good news for those around you. The peace of the Lord be with you. Bless you with you. Okay, friends, it's lovely just to be. We're going we're gonna to sing Little Donkey again. Reason so being that we're going to sing Little Donkey until our children join us. Then you'll hopefully get the logic of why we're singing this song. I think we might have to sing it through twice, so apologies about that. But we are just awaiting them. So can I invite you to join me and sing Little Donkey once more? Well, Lorraine, they've been up to stuff.
Oh, beg your pardon. <laughs> I was going to say, they're all lovely, but there's one rather strange-looking one. <laughs> Is it the strange one with the And there is a point to you guys being up there too. It is this. Who amongst you, and I know this is also true of guys out there, who did the donkey trail? Who did the donkey trail? I know that, that the... Bonners and the DLs have done that. If you've, uh, Lorraine, can you come and help me? Oh, hold on. Okay, got to hold on. Didn't realise that. Well, I want to thank you for doing the donkey trail. We did say that we would make sure there were, for those that did the donkey trail, that we had something for them. Um, I'm not, you all right, Lorraine? Okay. Um, We did say that there would be something for them. Lorraine, could you come and a bit of crowd control for me? Okay, because what we'd love to do, we've had our donkeys in the windows, in the short windows for, for the month. We'd love to make sure that our donkeys were lived, in, uh, so we had another good home. Because actually the ladies knitted them with great love and care. So if you've done the donkey trail, can I ask you to go to the rain and pick yourself a donkey to take home with you? <laughs> so if you want to come and pick a donkey... Come and pick a donkey. Those that did the trail. Okay, everybody else later. Those that did the trail first. Once you've got your donkey. Okay, once you've got a donkey. If you go back, if you go over and find Millie. Go to Millie over there. We've got something we want to give you to go with the donkey. Now church, this is going to be chaos and mayhem. You do understand that, I guess. Oh, you got a piñata. Was that the donkey's name? That's really cool. You go over and see Millie for me. That would be excellent. I think, yeah. If there's a child out there that hasn't come and got a donkey yet, they want to come and get one, that would be brilliant. Tommy's brothers are just a bit too old. <laughs> Okay. Wow. That's probably half of our donkeys found a new home. It's very hard being a donkey herder. Yes. said, just let you know, it's very hard being a donkey herder, and I can only agree with her. Friends, this evening we will be joining with... We'll be joining with many a community in reminding ourselves of the birth of Jesus Christ as we gather for Midnight Communion. And there's only one way we can really end our service today. That's to say thank you to everybody that's been part of the morning service. Thank you for George and for Paul, for our amazing band. They're awesome. Thank you, Grace, for the drums. The drums was brilliant. Look forward to hearing them again. Thank you. Thank you to everyone that's now got a donkey. Um, I, I wish you best of luck, parents, with deciding where in your house you're going to put a donkey. Um, I have a, a, this last year's sheep, and if there's a donkey left over, you'll go on my bookcase at home. So the reality is, it's just all about the donkey. No, of course, it's all about the child. And we're going to remind ourselves that, of, of that now. Hi, Lorraine. We have. We have. Okay. <laughs> So, just to say, we're reminded of those cake, and I and Tommy will be serving coffee and tea for you. We're also going to do one thing here in the last, uh, yes, because I've forgotten we'll be in trouble. We're going to do one more thing that we normally do week by week. We're going to take up an offering, but if you have come unprepared, or you are a visitor to this church, can I ask you just to let this pass you by? It's just a way of those of us here that are normal visitors, normal to this church, this is our church family, giving. If the Lord asks you to give, please give. But we are going to finish with one of the great Christmas carols. Hark, the herald angels sing.
and there were shepherds living out in the field nearby, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today, in the town of David, a saviour has been born. He is Christ the Lord. I pray that the blessing of the Christ child may reign in your heart. That the blessing of the Christ man may be an example to you. And that the blessing of the Christ Lord will be your worship and bring you peace. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Bless you friends. Coffee and cake is served. Tommy, we've got to get a move on to serve the coffee and the cake. To leave a comment, please go to mindhead-baptist.com slash sermons. Well, thank you once again for listening and I'll speak to you soon.